Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with your Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm up in this thing. Shout out to the Who That Nation. Much love to the family. Appreciate y'all joining me for this Thursday episode of the Coma. We up in this thing doing our thing. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And thank you guys once again for joining us. Uh, for the stream, feel free to share the show on your social media feed as we uh, are blasting out to the Who That Nation. Please feel free to share. Remember, sharing is caring, not caring like DC like to say, but caring on the sports coma. So feel free to share it on your social media feed with the other diehards out there, man. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Uh, OG, the OG Jerry Pours in the building, Young City, Night Ward, Daniel Burton, Elite, St. Doug, K-Man, Morgan, is Poppy, 504, Dana, Elite. Shout out to all y'all. Free, appreciate y'all being in this. What's up, Barbara? Shout out to you, Queen. Much love to uh, Brother Donald in this thing as well. Uh, Dog the Writer, shout out to you, brother. Appreciate you. Who that to you? Uh, Mr. Who that? Who that to you, my friend? Appreciate you. And shout out to everybody in the, uh, the great Saint Dank Tank. We up in this thing. What's up, DeWine? Shout out to you, my brother. And then this one, man, we're going to preview the saints rams matchup i i you know we tried to get a guest for this upcoming matchup but not too many ram people really want to talk about the rams right now man <laughs> we had a player and a and a regular uh content creator lined up for the stream you know we always try to bring you a take from the enemy lines nobody would volunteer to come in and sprinkle some game about their team but i did some research 
and hopefully I'll educate the Houdet Nation on things uh, uh, dealing with the Rams. I, you know, I've been looking at those guys. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate you. Shedrick is in the building. Uh, what's up, Ryo? Shout out to your fan. Appreciate you for being in this thing. Josh Go 23 as well. Much love, fam. Appreciate y'all. Week 11 is this was called Saints versus Rams. Week 11 preview. Now, with that being said, this is an interesting matchup on so many fronts, family. I was looking at some, you know, doing some video research, looking at statistics and studying some of the people. We know that the Rams are down one of their best wide receivers, like we down one of our best wide receivers. So, uh, but that guy meant a lot to their offense. This dude represented at least, I ain't going to say 50% of the Rams offense and Cooper Cup. But uh, some people, the estimates are anywhere between 45 to 48 to 49 percent of the offense flowed through Cooper Cup. But his cup got a hole in it. He more than likely end up missing the rest of the season as the Rams record is near the Saints record. They're both both very underachieving teams. The Rams have been dealing with injuries. Uh, Stafford is, you know, due to come back. We're going to get over into that. And I'm going to give you some information on the Saints, some moves that they made. And some other things have been popping and shaking in the Who That Nation. So on this Thursday stream, like I said, hit the like button as we get popping and snapping. All right, now this is the injury report as reported by NewOrleansSaints.com. We up in this thing. 13 players. Unlucky number 13 for the black and gold. Josh Andrews, the offensive guard, has an illness. He was limited today, Thursday. Davenport was DMP with the calf issue again. Two days straight. JT Gray also our special team ace was DMP. James Hurst, our starting left tackle, had a concussion in the in the, in the Pittsburgh Steelers matchup. He was DMP'd as well. Mark Ingram, we know he's out with the knee issue. Cam Jordan had an issue with his eye. He was DMP'd again. Jarvis Landry was limited with the ankle. Laddie Daddy got all kind of stuff going wrong with Lattimore. Nick Underhill kind of put that out there about uh what's going on with Lattimore, man and i knew i was like man with all the stuff that's going on they just have it just a you know adamant situation but let me hold on let me see if i can bring that tweet up by with nick underhill uh put out there hold on just a second let me see if i can find that because he dropped a little game on that man i was like god damn ladder daddy is banged up pretty bad so uh it's 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 kind of crazy but for those who know, but man, you know, let me see if I can kind of find the actual tweet here from him. Just give me a second. Maybe I can find it. If I can't, then I'll proceed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, here it is. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Here it is right here. Let me slide it on over to my second screen right here. As you can see right here, this is what he said about Lattimore. Lattimore has a lacerated kidney and two broken ribs. So, you know. <laughs> that is that is that's why he's been missing a lot of time that is bad you know so Lattimore you know not getting look like he's not going to be playing um, this week let alone uh, maybe not next week uh, with the season like it is you might want to just shut Laddie down man uh, anyway Marcus May uh, dealing with a similar issue not, well not a similar it's called the same thing but it's not nearly the same I don't see how you I guarantee you Marcus May is not playing with a lacerated kidney and, you know, uh, I hope he's not. But anyway, Andrews Pete was shut down with tricep issue. Ryan Ramchek, you see him, was limited after having his illness. Malcolm Roach was limited with an ankle issue. And Pete Werner, uh, you know, he's dealing with an ankle issue. And he more than likely, the Saints have not placed him on IR yet. You know, so that's interesting 
uh, losing them in the Pittsburgh game. The Saints haven't done anything with them. But then again, that don't really surprise me. The Saints usually be really slow on making these type of moves. You know, if the guy, if you make the judgment, get the call from your medical staff, get a decisive, make a decisive decision, which doesn't explain Dennis Allen. Nothing about Dennis Allen is decisive except for his love for Andy Dalton to keep rolling them out there. That's the only thing I would say. But outside of that, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, just watching what's going on with the Saints, the injury situation, all that. Uh, Rams, uh, QB Math Stafford, and I've seen a report saying that Stafford will be in this game for the Saints. He practiced uh, both uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and he will be back to take on the Saints. Wolford, the backup quarterback, was limited. And, of course, starting set of Brian Allen missed it with a thumb and knee issue. Linebacker Howard was DMP and de- defensive tackle Robinson and Gaines. Robinson was DMP with illness and Gaines out with an elbow. Uh, actually fully practiced, went from LP to, to FP. So Saints 13 injuries, man. And, boy, what a, if we had some of these guys back, I would kind of say that the Saints – would definitely be looking a lot better. But then again, with Dennis Allen at the helm, who the hell knows? All right, so that's the injury situation. Let's get into this article. We'll have Bob coming back on the show real soon, man. I got to get Bob back to get his take on some stuff as well. Also, you know, we got uh, maybe we'll do like a little mini panel with Bob and someone else. Uh, how, how much will uh, pay, how much patience will the Saints ownership show Dennis Allen? Shout out to Bob Rose, man. Feel free to go to his uh, Saints News Network and check out Brother Bob, Brother Kyle T. Mosley. Uh, and also Hendrix and several other really good writers over there. They do the they do the business, man. They handle the business. Will Dennis Allen be the Saints head coach beyond the 2022 season? Much to the dismay of the Saints family members, New Orleans franchise history might give us the answer. So Bob delves in, does his research, as we know Bob does. After a dismal three and seven start, much of the Saints fan base and even uh, some of the media have called for head coach Dennis Allen to be fired. This is um, highly unlikely to occur because. Before the end of the season, I, I agree with that. Bearing a winless or one-win finish down the stretch, Allen will also probably be given another chance to right sh- the ship in 2023. That's why we got to get on it right now. Dennis Allen is the 17th person to serve as the head coach enrolled in the Saints franchise history. He's the 11th person to be hired as a head coach with six others serving as an interim role. Uh, two of, and this is just from a historical marker, Two of those interim coaches, Vitt and Aaron Cromer, were during the 2012 season when Peyton was controversially suspended by the NFL. Uh, two more, which is Bum Phillips, actually Wade Phillips, 95, 1985, Rick Venturi in 96, finished a year after Coach Bum Phillips, 1985, and Jim Moore in 1996, resigned in the middle of the season. Now, the Saints have fired the head coach during the season just three times in franchise history. All of them happened during the ownership tenure of John Meekham. This is a long time ago, back in 1967 to 1984. And of course, you see uh, some of the coaches that they talked about there. And you see uh, Nolan, who really do. We thought Dick Nolan was going to handle the business. He didn't do nothing for the Saints. Interim was Dick Steinfeld. Let's bring back old names. 1975, John North. Interim was Ernie Herfoffley. I hope I'm saying that right. Tom Fears. Interim was J.D. Roberts. So the shortest tenured Saints coaches, Hank Stram, for 28 games, he had a record of 7-21. and 21. John North, 34 games, 11-23. and 23. J.D. Roberts, 35 games, 7-25-3. That's awful. And Roberts is the only interim coach in franchise history to be retained as head coach the following year. Dick Nolan had 44 games. He was 15-29. and 29. Mike Dicker, 48 games, 15-33. and 33. Tom Fears, 49 games, 13-34-2. and 34 and two. 
Now, of the six shortest tenured Saints coaches, all but Dickert occurred under Meekham's ownership. However, the Saints have have still never fired a coach after just one season or less. Now, it's called in history. The four longest tenured New Orleans coaches, Peyton, 241 games, Mora, 167, Jim Haslett, 96, Bum Phillips, 69, occurred under the ownership of Tyne Benson from 85 until his death in 2018. Gail Benson took over the ownership duties of both the Saints and Pelicans after husband's passing. Perhaps it's noteworthy that the Pelicans fired head coach Stan Van Gundy after just one season. However, the Saints have been one of the NFL's most stable franchises over the last two decades because of the winning. Now that you ain't winning, that success will prompt you in the in most of the who that family members to propel garbage from in front of your house. This is uncharted territory for both Gail and Mickey. <laughs> The longest tenured general manager, Loomis, has job security from ownership, so the front office can't afford to be patient with Allen. Can you? That's the question I'm asking you. Bob's not asking you. I'm asking you that. If they say see a, di- uh, see a direction consistent with where they want to go, the guess here is that Dennis Allen will be on the sidelines for the Saints in 2023, much of the chagrin of the Saints family members. However, I also expect several changes within the offensive defensive coaching staff that has underachieved all year long. The Benson family and Mickey Loomis have always shown patience with their coaches. Everyone's patience has a limit. We may find out their limit depending on how the team stretch of the 2022 Saints season develops. Now, historically speaking, this is true. This is very true and well said by Bob. But that is why the Who That Nation got to get on their square. They got to get on their code. And and they're looking at the last several contests uh, laid out and see if this guy can pull it together. Well, a change at the quarterback's position would have been noteworthy, but then the excuse will roll out about whether or not uh, Jameis Winston is healthy enough. Jameis Winston is not going to be healthy, 100% healthy, to the, to Dennis Allen's chagrin, who said that he was 100%. Originally, that's why he went with Andy Dalton. The reality is Jameis Winston will not be 100%. You can sit him for uh, the next four or five games. He's still not going to be 100%. His injury for broken vertebrae, and we covered it on the show when that happened. We found that out. We opened up medical websites and went into it and started going over the time frames and the healing process dealing with the type of injury that Jameis Winston had. We looked in it and they gave us the timeline and the development of how long that uh, from, you know, an idea of how long that person is going to be dealing with that injury and what is the proper way the person will be healing from the injury and it didn't involve uh, you doing much with your backs, most certainly not practicing for a football game. So we know that the guy is not going to be totally uh, healthy. Thank you, Morgan. Shout out to uh, uh, Morgan and welcome to the pro superstar, man. Thank you for hitting that uh, membership button. Appreciate you, Morgan. Much love, fam. So with that being said, the sea change would have been pretty good to go with a different quarterback because the energy Andy Dalton's bringing is nothing. He, he, he comes out with this dead energy. He's not confident. The offense has stalled underneath him in the last couple of games. They've averaged less than what, what about 15 points a game from the offense. The last two games, the Saints defense has been on the field 80 minutes over the last two games. That is utterly ridiculous and a recipe for disaster because the offense is incompetent. It is it's the mindset of the offense is incompetent. Now, Bob mentions in this article about uh, a sea change or a changing of staff. A competent coach, that's a good staff that he has there. That's one of some of the best offense and defensive assistants that we have on the Saints team currently. 
Now, if there would be a change, I would probably say something to the effect of maybe Doug Marone, because, you know, I, I don't like the mindset of the Saints offensive line. We need to have somebody that teaches them to play with a, a lot more nastier edge or get other players that have the nasty mentality like a Trevor Penny. We need some guys that have a nasty edge that the offensive line needs more of a nasty demeanor. When when Armstead left, he took a lot of that with him. Like and even in the last year when Tyron knew he was on outs, you can see it kind of dissipating. Ryan Ramchek was supposed to be the guy that steps in, even though Andrews Peters is the senior of the group. None of these guys have a mean disposition. Well, Ramchek was he had a meaner disposition before he gave the check. Now he bear hugs everybody. He, I love everybody. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. When they gave him the money, he just loved everybody. Now he ain't mad at nobody, you know, and he, it shows. But uh, we need a that offensive line needs to de- develop a nasty dis- uh, disposition. That's what they need. They need a nasty mentality to block to everything, family. Playing defense, playing offense, if you're blocking, whether running or passing, it takes attitude. It does. You don't have to be a ravenous nincompoop out there blowing and spitting at people. But what I'm saying is it's an emotional game. It takes emotion to win. You can't go out there emotionless and expect to beat a team that's using emotion to charge them up, to take the momentum and run you over. So you need a coach that knows how to charge his players up and get them ready for football. You need a motivator. You don't have a motivator in Dennis Allen. You know, you need a chastiser, a disciplinarian. You don't have a disciplinarian or a guy that's going to chastise anybody. You need a guy that's strong, that's speaking uh, truth to power, that takes, that owns his own mistakes and problems. You don't have that with Dennis Allen. He doesn't take any responsibility. Even when the Saints lose poorly and badly, he gets up there and calls it a, a rough day or a bad day at the office. We have to play better, you know, blah, 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 blah. Gets all into these platitudes. So, I mean, the, the you know, this is different unlike any previous season because the Saints have been dealing with a lot of success. And when you're a successful person, you talk to a lot about successful people in life. They win way more than they lose. And they don't when you get to a point, it's like a mindset really is. And I've experienced it to a lot. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. When you get when you get used to success and you have things set in a routine or a rhythm or a harmony and you start successfully moving and doing certain things, when you have uh, things that occur that's not, you know, that people don't deem as successes, most successful people don't even call those things losses. They call them they call them obstacles or some people don't even call them losses. They just they, they consider them just an opportunity to adjust your strategy to get even more efficient and get more out of what you're doing. 
And that's how the Saints have done over many years. We've drafted well. We've signed free agents. We've done a pretty good job of manipulating the cap. Mickey's mastered that. So we didn't even let the cap or money issues stop the Saints from building the team. You see? And you can call to a few drafts when they picked up offensive linemen when they were supposed to pick uh, defensive players or when they took uh, defensive players when they're supposed to take a quarterback. You know, outside of that, you know, you can question that. But truly, if you had a competent coach at the top of the team, you have everything you need to win right now. Changing offensive people and defensive coaches will not remedy this issue. The issue is at the top. And if you attempt to do that, you they will disfertily further the destroy this team. The problem is not with the assistants is with the head coach. The head coach is not given proper instruction here and they don't believe in him. That's what it comes down to. If the Saints can't see that they playing games, man, they playing games. I've we've seen enough to know that Dennis Allen is not a head. He's not head coach material. And if you sit up on your ass and interview a man for eight hours, you interview him twice. The last time you sit up there and interviewed the man for eight hours and still didn't pick him. And you went, come on, dude, you playing games. Thank you, Bob, for this uh, article. Shout out. Let's, you know, let's holler at Bob and, and share his stuff. Also, his other thing he spoke about here was the Saints announced two practice squad moves today. New Orleans Saints made two moves to the practice squad in preparation for the matchup against the Rams. According to ESPN reporter Phil Yates, New Orleans Saints have signed cornerback Isaac Yidham to the practice squad. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then they released Kenny Young. Remember, that's the linebacker they picked up early in the week. So they just bring guys in, bring up. But they got a cornerback here and Isaac Yidham to the practice squad and released linebacker Kenny Young, which he had potential. Young was just added to the practice squad last week prior to the team's game at Pittsburgh. And he was not activated for the game. Now, Yedem, who's 26, was originally a third round selection in the 2018 NFL draft out of Boston College by the Broncos. He appeared in 29 games for the Broncos over the first two years, intercepted one pass, breaking up seven others and recording 63 tackles. Traded to the Giants in 2020, Yedem started a career high 10 contest for the New York for New York. He had a half a sack and had career best in tackles with 46 and pass breakups in, with five while allowing less than 62% completion percentage. As you can see him right there, number 20, Yedem, Isaac Yedem. Yedem was traded again in 21, this time to the Packers, where he was relegated to mostly special teams. The Packers released him after the year, and he signed with the Texans and appeared in three games this season, almost exclusively on, on special teams. New Orleans also added David Johnson. We covered that on the previous stream. Defensive end Nico Lalos and defensive tackle Prince Emili to the practice squad on Wednesday. The Saints are three and seven. Saints have the three and six Los Angeles Rams coming up on Sunday. So indeed, indeed. So Yidam is the newest guy added to the team, signed to the practice squad. Okay, we to the practice squad. All right, and also just to throw this in there, this is not really Saints news to kind of throw in this thing, but I just wanted to throw this at the Who That Nation that Ndamukong Sue. Ndamukong Sue signed with the Philadelphia Eagles today. That's right, if you, just in case you didn't know that. Five hours ago, Tim McManus reported, and from ESPN reported, that the Eagles added Ndamukong Sue to their defensive line. Why? They were having issues. Eagles continue to load up along the defensive interior. They agreed to terms with defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue on a one-year deal Thursday. One day after signing fellow defensive tackle Linval Joseph. So that's how you get the heavy, heavy handed guys in the middle when the Saints are weak. You just you bring in guys to kind of fortify. They got veteran defensive tackles just sitting out there. And, you know, you getting gashed up the middle. We do nothing about it. 
we bring in linebackers and get rid of them, bring in running backs, get rid of them, bring in cornerbacks and stuff like that. But what about the interior defensive line? You seem to have a leak there, sir. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we'll be all right. Vision. This guy don't have that either. Neither imagination. Imagination and vision is so many things this guy's lacking. It's, it's, it's just unreal. And I'm like thinking, how did Mickey Loomis agree to this? Because Sean Payton rubber stamped this guy. Who do you think? <laughs> Dennis Allen. That's the guy. And when he said, when you've seen how he lost the team in 10 games, it should show you everything you need to know. Everything. Now, Sue 35 played for the Bucks last season. He started 17 regular season games and finished with six sacks, seven tackles for a loss and 13 quarterback hits. General manager Howie Roseman has aggressively responded to a pair of the injuries at the position. Hmm. Rookie standout defensive tackle Jordan Davis is on the IR with a high ankle sprain. Marlon uh, Tapulutu joined him on IR on Wednesday and after hurting his knee Monday with the loss of the commanders, the run defense has been having issues. So what does a good team do when the run issues occur? They go out and find somebody to help them plug those holes. Now they yielded 320 yards and two touchdowns on the ground over the past week. Hmm. Saints are pretty stinky too. I don't know if we yielded 320, but we up there some kind of way. Sue the second overall pick by Detroit in 2020 has played for the Lions, Dolphins, Rams, Bucks over his 12th career. He has 70 and a half sacks, 130 tackles for loss, and been named to the Pro Bowl. Three times selected to five Pro Bowls and won a title with the Bucks. He registered seven and a half sacks in the regular season in 2020. So there you go. So for the people talking about AQ, can we look at Endomic and Sue? No, you can't, because the Philadelphia Eagles have added Endomic and Sue to their defensive line. Hmm. Very, very interesting. All right, let's move on, fam. Let's get into the uh, matchup breakdown here. Also, hey, you know what? Before we even go there, let's talk about this. The Saints lost another defensive player off of the practice squad, Taco Charlton. He is gone. The Chicago Bears say, hey, we need a pass rusher. We need some help. He plucked Taco Charlton off the Saints practice squad today. So the Saints will have to uh, fill that slot. I'm pretty sure they'll do it uh, sometimes. But Taco Charlton is no longer a New Orleans Saint. All right, let's get into the Saints-Rams preview, family. Let's go over some statistics. Let's start with the Rams first. Let's start with the Rams first. Now, of course, this is the passing statistics, and the Rams are not a very good team, fam. Like we noticed, they're three and six, but neither are the Saints. Saints worse than the Rams record-wise. You look at the offense for the Rams, and I was studying some film on it. They are the worst team in the NFL in rushing the ball, barely getting over 68 yards per game. They're totally one-dimensionalized from the offset. The offensive line is not very good. Their top center is out with injury. Um, and they're just not very good in terms of running the ball. They're total one-dimension set. Everything is on Matthew Stafford's shoulder, who's coming back from injury. He has over 1,900 yards this year. And we can go and take a look at this as a more compact, compacted view of it. And then I'm going to show you the ranking system in just a minute. At Stafford, 19 of 85 for 285, 1928 on the yards, eight touchdowns, eight picks. He's not having a very good year. A lot of people pissed with the Rams. Maybe that's why I couldn't get a guy to preview. Oh, uh, they, they just canceled. Andy Dalton is the guy. He has uh, almost 1,600 yards in passing, 11 touchdowns, seven picks. Most of, A lot of that's garbage time stats, by the way. Henderson, their top running back, 68 carries for 274 yards and three touchdowns. Not nothing shaking with that rushing attack. Elvin Kamara, 112-469, one touchdown. Their top wide receiver, Cooper Cup, 75 catches for 812 and six touchdowns, touchdowns is out. 
could be for the rest of the season. I've heard that he's out for the season and he is, like I said, 45 to 50 percent of their offense. So they'll be looking for other guys to step up. And I'm going to show you their depth chart momentarily as I go through the statistical breakdown. As you can see, Brian Allen, the top center for them, he's questionable for the matchup. He could play. He could not play. We'll see. Chris Olave, 46 catches for 658, two touchdowns for the black and gold. So that are these are some of the top people right there. Now we get down to the uh, points per game statistics. Look what the Rams offense produces, 16.4. This is a matchup right here that is actually, this is the two matchups that the Saints really could have had if they were really hitting on something. And Dennis Allen wasn't such a putz, you know, for my Jewish friends out there. They, <laughs> they know what that means. If he wasn't such a putz, then he would realize that, you know, the Steelers game and the Saints game, really the Saints should be sitting up here at four and six. And the Rams matchup should have been a five and six. The Saints would be uh, after the Rams matchup five and six and right in the conversation in the NFC South. But the fact that he's such a putz and that things just fall apart, he doesn't have the ability to adjust. He's slow on everything. The team is three and seven. This team should be a layup for the Saints. They're missing a top wide receiver. All they do is throw the ball to Cooper Cup. He's not there, so they'll have to produce Allen Robinson and several other players will have to get get involved in the matchup. But at the end of the day, their offense averaged through the first nine games of the season, 16.4 points per contest, right? 16.4. The defense, because of the ineptitude of the, of the offense, similar issues the Rams and Saints have. Very similar issues. The very similar. The offense is 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 pretty is pretty bad, and it falls on the defense. Then they spend extra time on the field. Same thing you see with the Saints. The same thing is happening with the Rams on the West Coast. It's happening with the Saints down here in Hootatland. Same thing. Offense not carrying its water. Defense carrying water for the offense and itself. And it tells. You look at the tape, you can see 16.4 is what they uh, score per contest versus 22.2 by the Saints. And they give up 22.2 points per contest, exactly what the Saints score a game. How about that? Statistically, numerically speaking, the Saints average 22.2 points per game is the exact sum that the Rams give up. So they ain't giving you up no, <laughs> no, no, not one, nor, nor, not one more nor less. And the Saints defense giving up almost 25 points contest simply because the offense is not carrying its water. All right. Total yards per game, 306.9, 307 yards per contest for the Rams. Offense speaking, 372 and a half by the black and gold. Uh, the Rams, two, two, 239 through the air, throwing the ball and a dismal 68.1% rushing the ball. That's the worst in the league, by the way. 25, almost two, 252 yards per contest with the Saints throwing the ball offensively and a rush added 121 over the last 10 games for the black and gold. Defense, Rams giving up 324.3, 228.2 through, through the air, and they do do a, a pretty steady job of holding you when you're trying to run a ball. 96 yards is what they're giving up, but you can't pass on them. 344.3 is what the Saints giving up. Total defense numbers, 213 or 214, you rounded off through the secondary and a ridiculous 130.5 on the ground. Just not good because the defense is carrying the water for the offense as well. The Rams on a three-game losing streak. That's right, three-game losing streak. San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Arizona were all losses for your for the Rams. Saints on a two-game losing streak. Rams are three and six. 
Uh, they're in the bottom of the NFC West. The Saints are in the bottom of the NFC South. So a lot of similarities between these teams. These two teams are both two very underachieving teams. And it is really a shame because we thought the Rams was a team that could challenge for the NFC uh, crown, at least a team that we thought we would see that we would have problems with, that we would have to get ready for. But anyway, here's a couple of statistics right here, family, for the Rams. As you can see, the Matthew Stafford numbers, we showed that Henderson, what he's doing in Cooper Cup, obviously out. Aaron Donald's the top guy. He leads the team with sacks with five. Wagner, Bobby Wagner is there. He has three along with Leonard Floyd. And then you have the top interception is Kobe Durant. Not much shaking there. Top tackle is, of course, Bobby Wagner. He's one of the better uh, inside linebackers in the business. 73 total tackles. Ernest Jones is 66, bringing up the rear. Now, if you look at the Rams scoring numbers, as you see it, 29th, that's 16.4 per game is 29th in the NFL. The total yards per game, that 306, almost 307, is 31st in the league, damn near last. They're giving up uh, 22.2, that's 18th. Total yards per game that, you know, that they center in, the total yards is three, two, uh, uh, three, uh, almost 311, which is the sixth most. Passing yards against uh, uh, against them, 214, which is 17. Passing yards per game, 17 on the 238.8. Rushing yards per game, dead last in the NFL. This is the worst rushing team in the NFL. The worst rushing team in the NFL. Now, rushing yards per game, as you can see right there, is 96.11. That's fourth. 20 in the fourth bowls, uh, fourth. And then your time of possession right there, they average about 30 minutes worth of time of possession, just over 30 minutes, 16th, middle of the pack. Interceptions, five, that's good for 24th in the NFL. And the sacks are 18th, that's 25th in the NFL. So nothing really um, blowing the doors off by a very underachieving Ram club. They do have some names on this team that you have to pay attention. We'll get to that momentarily. Let's go over what the Saints statistics look like uh, and, and, and get a little closer to that. Passing yards, 10th in the NFL with the 252. Rushing yards, 15th in the NFL, 120, almost 121. Total yards per game, 372 and a half, which is good for 19th in the NFL. But tell that to the win column, why don't you? Saints, 22.2 per game, middle of the pack. Points against the uh, points per game, almost 25. That's good for 25th in the league. You look at the passing yards per game, it's two, almost 252. That's good for 10th, like you said earlier. The time of possession, just over 29 minutes. That's good for 26. They're almost dead. They're almost there. One family. The Saints have two interceptions on the year. You know what that ranking's good for? 31st out of 32 teams. That means the Saints only two interceptions through 10 games, fam. That's 31st in the NFL. The sacks, the Saints not getting to the quarterback. Six sacks, 10 games. Good. Well, no, nah, I'm sorry, 28 is what they have total, which is good for six, which is not bad. I give them that. I kind of read that wrong. Rushing yards per game for the Saints. You see it right there. Good for 22nd in the league. So out, they have some pretty decent statistics, but the statistics that really matter is the the wins, and we only got three of them. Cam Jordan is the top sack man. Uh, actually, it's Demario Davis has six sacks. Cam with 5.5 in that thing. David Onyemato, 3.5. Kate Nellis has three sacks. Tyron Matthew has two, the only two sack, uh, interceptions Saints have. The top tackle right now, Demario has uh, 58, but he's chasing Pete Werner, who's way ahead of him. Tyron Matthew is third on the team, and tackles Cam is fourth. So, so uh, Tyron is the third leading tackler on the Saints team and their top interception guy. 
So he his numbers are starting to pair out. It's just overall, defensively speaking, it's <sighs> not looking like much. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's move on to let's get to the uh, depth chart situation right here. Matt Stafford, he will play in this matchup. Daryl Henderson, we talked about the Rams uh, NFL worst rushing attack and they'll run Henderson and Williams and out. And then, of course, with Cooper Cup out that even more of a factor for Allen Robinson, the former bear to get involved. Van Jefferson, who's a very fast wide receiver form. Uh, ben Skaronic is another of their slot guys. These guys will have to step up and make plays for him with Cooper Cup being out. And like I said, he counts for like at least 45% of their offense. Everything flows through Cooper Cup. Everything. So Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, those guys will have to step up and kind of Tis the season to give something delicious. Give the gift of gourmet Italian foods with Delalo's handcrafted gift collection. With over 50 thoughtfully curated options or the ability to build your own, these collections are perfect for foodies, family, and friends. From gourmet pastas, olive oil, and biscotti to epic antipasti and charcuterie boards. And of course, irresistible Italian sweets and snacks. They have it all. Give the gift of culinary delight with Delalo's gift collection. Shop today at Delalo.com. Happy Gifting. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Try to fill that void with Cooper Cup. The, type, the, the, tech, the second leading receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, is not any of its wide receivers. It's the tight end. Tyler Higby is the second leading wide, uh, well, he's not a wide receiver, but the receiver of the team. So Stafford likes to go to Higby. Higby um, helps to move the chains. So you got to look at the fact that when Stafford comes in there, Higby, you can check it down to Higby, and Higby makes plays for him. He also catches touchdowns in the red zone. So the Saints will have to get ready uh, for uh, the Rams offense insofar as them trying to push the ball using Stafford. They're going to uh, try to set up the run, but hopefully the Saints can stop that. But then again, the Saints have a uncanny, really ridiculous X-Men mutant ability to take bad rushing teams or backup running backs, the back of the back, 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 back up as running backs. And those guys start coming out running for 120 yards, 150 yards. So hopefully the Saints defense can wrangle 
uh, Daryl Henderson and really hopefully the Saints. Let me say this. Say like, let me say it like this. Hopefully the Saints offense led by a despondent Andy Dalton could put some points on the board and have longer drives to help protect the defense or this will be another game in which the Saints defense will be on the field for 40 minutes. They cannot survive that. Allen Robinson is a very good wide receiver. He's a decent wide receiver. He had a lot of injuries. He made some plays for Chicago early on in his career. Van Jefferson is a very good speed option for him. So, you know, Stafford likes to stretch the field. Van Jefferson can run up under them, them passes. So we got to watch out for that. Well, so the Ben Skoronik is, I think I'm pronouncing his, his name correctly, is a guy in the slot that is an unknown commodity, but it, we'll see how it, they'll, they'll definitely try to use and get these guys involved. So Robinson's the veteran of the bunch. The offensive line, man, not much to talk about. As I said, Brian Robinson is he could possibly be out. Havenstein is another decent one of their guys, but their offensive line is not really that good. That's why their rushing attack sucks so bad is because their offensive line is pathetic. A lot of their offensive line guys are hurt. As you can see right here, a lot of they, a lot of their offensive linemen are hurt or banged up. So they operating, uh, you know, in this void right here. So the Saints, can the Saints take advantage, defensively speaking, of a lackluster offensive line? How many times have I said that question? How many times have I asked that? When we seen back of the back, 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 back up as offensive linemen and the Saints could not get to the quarterback to get them down. You know, we've seen it in Tampa Bay. We've seen it in, in, in Carolina. We've seen some of these no-name offensive line have success against the Saints defense, defensive line. You know, hopefully we can buck the trend. This is a very desperate game. For the Saints, they cannot afford to lose any more matchups. They done lost seven games. They cannot afford to lose any more matchups. They can't. They got to. They want a real chance. They got to to get them themselves a real chance. They're gonna have to win out, and that's really difficult to see because I don't think Dennis Allen ever. Well, he, he can't. He's not possible to win two games back there. I just don't think he's just good enough to do that. Anyway, here's the defense. Robinson, you know, was questionable. He didn't practice today. So did Gaines, the starting. Tackle, so you might have backups on the uh, three-four defense that they like to use. Aaron Donald is there; he's a monster that you got to watch out for. But Ashawn Robinson, the former uh, Alabama Crimson Tide uh, defensive interior man, he's there. Greg Gaines, their nose tackle, he's out. Maybe they play. We'll see. And I think mostly the strength of the team uh, outside of Aaron Donald on the defensive line is the linebacker core, something similar to like the Steelers. But these guys are good. Leonard Floyd. Bobby Wagner, who leads the team in tackles. Leonard Floyd's one of their top sackers. You know, they are pretty interesting commodities there. You have Ernest Jones and Terrell Lewis. And then you go into the secondary with Troy Hill and a bunch of these other guys. Jalen Ramsey is there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how the Saints attack this defense. And remember, they are very good up front against the run. They only allow you to rush at about a 96 yards per contest. But two of the people in Robinson and Gaines might not be in this game. One might be missing. One might be in. Maybe we could take advantage of that, but I, I promise you one thing, and I'm going to tell you guys this straight up to the highest degree, that if the Saints want to have success against this uh, this St. Louis, I mean St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams defense, what has to happen is the offensive lineman for the Saints are going to have to get off of blocks, you know, off, the de off the defensive lineman blocks and leak out to the second level and put hands on these linebackers and push them out. That's how the 3-4 work. You know, we talked about the 3-4. The 3-4 defense predicated on how good your front three guys is. Can they occupy five offensive linemen? Three versus five. Can those three cause problems 
for the five to occupy him so that nobody leaks out to put hands on the linebackers, which allow linebackers to move around, drop into coverage, blitz, do whatever they want to do. You can't let that happen. We've seen that happen against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why the Steelers defense had so much success moving around. And you're seeing TJ White get in there making plays because guys got to leak out. They got to get off uh, blocking the defensive lineman. They got to get off that, get to the next level and put hands on the linebackers, drive them out to open up spaces for your running backs to run. If you don't do that, they're going to fill those holes. It's going to be tough running, uh, tough sledding for the Elvin Kamara. So this, the, the offensive line has got to do that. Now, bear in mind, the Saints will be missing Andrews Pete. They could possibly be missing uh, James Hurst with the concussion, and they're missing Eric McCoy. So you got three of your starting five offensive linemen are down, and I'm asking you that question. They're going to have to get off the blockers, the defensive linemen, to get to the second level to put hands on the linebackers. That's not a good recipe. And if I had to worry about anything outside of Dennis Allen, dumbass, I think that would be one of the things that I, I have concerns about my offense against their defense, my offensive line in particular against their line, uh, their defensive line and leaking out to the linebacker level. You see? You see what I'm saying? So anyway, once again, Keys to victory for the black and gold. Let's go there now. Let's talk about keys to victory for the black and gold. <sighs> Let me take a breath on this, man. The keys to the victory for the black and gold, obviously, is that you, you, this team has already come. They come in here self-checked in, in terms of the run. This team's not very good at running the ball because the offensive line is not very good. And it shows. If you watch the footage, you can. You, it shows. They're not very good running the ball. That's why they did last in the NFL. You got to keep that trend going. They're pretty much self-check coming into this game uh, as a one-dimensional team. They're going to try to get Daryl Henderson uh, running. They're going to try to get Kyron Williams involved in that thing. So, you know, to get them going, they're going to probably try to do plays to get Van Jefferson going, give him the ball like a running back and or sweeps and in arounds and stuff like that to try to get him involved. I can see a McShay doing stuff like that. I remember with, with, uh, with McVay, I'm sorry, with McVay operating as the uh, the brains of the a team, he's a tricky guy, man. So this team is still very dangerous. You got Matt Stafford there, and Allen Robinson's a capable guy. He's not what he was when he's with Chicago, but he's a competent wide receiver. Van Jefferson can stretch the field, so Stafford can uh, throw the deep ball. Tyler Higby will be his security blanket. So the Saints will have to watch out for that. They're going to have to put it on Stafford. Stafford's banging. You got to get to Stafford. You're going to have to sack Stafford. You can't allow. You're gonna. You're gonna have to get to Stafford and knock him around. You knock Stafford, Matthew Stafford, around. He's already banged up. I promise you, he's gonna give you a, several turnovers. Whether it's fumbles or interception, that's just his forte. The Saints have to keep the keep the Rams from running the football. Put it on Stafford, and you know, and while they're putting pressure on Stafford. Stafford's top guy in this game will be Tyler Higby to check down to the tight end. He's a good tight end for them in their system. The offensive line for the Rams is not very good. The Saints will have to get pressure on Stafford as much as they can while stopping the run. Bottom line. That's that's what it has to come down to in terms of what they need to do. Now, from a defensive standpoint, I mean, from in that's us attacking their offense. Now, from the opposite side of things, the way the Saints should attack the Rams Defense, and remember, they only give up 96-something rushing yards per contest. They're pretty good there. And they do have some playmakers in, in Jalen Ramsey that, that should be playing in this game. The issue with the Saints is uh, the offensive line. Three missing starters there. Can the Saints muster up enough uh, push there? Hurst can't go. The dream scenario to me, to a degree, would be uh, with obviously with Andrews Pete out and Eric McCoy out. Uh, hopefully the Saints activate uh you know, Trevor Pennon, 
get him at the left tackle position. Hopefully Hurst clears concussion, and I'm not saying he does, but hopefully he does. And then you can move him to left guard and have pinning left tackle and have Hurst left guard. That helps a bit. Then you won't have to just worry about you have uh, Cesar Ruiz and, and, of course, our backup offensive lineman that plays center. We got those guys. But the bottom line is the Saints, whoever the combination of offensive linemen are going to be, they're going to have to do a better job in leaking out, getting off the blocks. And I know that's a lot to say because the Saints, historically speaking, has done a pretty decent job of keeping Aaron Donald away from the quarterback. Now, this rendition of the Saints, I don't have too much confidence in. Saints have three uh, real key injuries on the offensive line and communication is issues that I've seen repetitively over and over again with the blocking. I expect there to, to Aaron Donald to get in there and knock uh, Andy Dalton on his ass several times because the Saints offensive line with all these backups moving into the lineup, the communication wasn't good with the starters. They did a good, pretty decent job of running at times. But when you had all of your starters in the game before they started falling out with the injuries, they were having miscommunication issues. So imagine what the backups look like. So if with the, and, and, and then they're going to take advantage of those miscommunication issues. All this, uh, they can't false start. The Saints offensive linemen, whoever they may be, they cannot be false starting in their own building. They're going to have to be up for the challenge. They got the, all of them, everybody in the, that's putting on a jersey has to understand that this is a do or die situation and you need to win out and every game needs to be taken. Each game needs to have that approach. I know that's a lot to say because we don't believe too much in Dennis Allen. But the reality is this is a desperation game of epic level. The Saints have to beat this team. They're three and seven. I'm not saying they're going to the close. I think at this point, I don't have faith in Dennis Allen to pull them out the hole. He don't let this team fall all the way down to this point because he can't pull them out the hole. If he knew what he was doing, then he would have stopped this slide when they had five losses. He would have done something drastic then. Not sit up here and say, we got to keep working until we figure it out. It's, you, th- no. No. If you is spreading a message and certain players are not getting, you get them goddamn players and set their ass on the bench and put people up here who can understand what you're saying. That's what you do. You don't keep the same people rolling out there and they keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's what I'm saying. Vision, knowing which players have it and which don't. Anyway, the Saints are going to have to leak out. Those offensive linemen are going to have to minimize the mistakes. They're going to have to leak out off the three up front, the defensive lineman, whether it's Robinson Games or Aaron Donald, they're going to do a, have to do a job at st- stopping him, which is a tall order. And one or two of them the guys got to leak out on those linebackers and push them out so they can open up opportunities for the Saints to run the ball. They're going to have to win a line of scrimmage war. They're going to have to win a line of scrimmage war up against the Rams. They got to win it from an offensive standpoint. That's what it comes down to. Andy Dalton's going to be have to hit on some of these goddamn throws. He can't be throwing guys uh, behind guys and missing on passes. He that's it's, that is not going to work for you. The Saints are going to have to do a better job of sustaining drives. And at least if you can't score touchdowns, get them in field goal range. At least have longer drives to rest the defense. You can't get out there and get three and out and then punt the ball off to them and put your defense out there for 40 minutes uh, in a 60 minute game. It's not going to work. And that's been a problem over the last couple of weeks. That's why the Saints garbage ass offense only putting up what 15 points a contest which miraculously is the same thing the Rams are putting up over the season. So these teams mirror each other so much is ridiculous, man. It really is. Okay, so that's my call on it. Whether that will help, I don't. Whether that the Saints will execute, 
I think the defense has the, you know, more of the mindset to execute than the offense. I have no faith in, in Andy Dalton. I don't have any faith in Dennis Allen. And once again, these two guys are operating the offense. P. Carmichael there, just running these little guys out here and thinking they're going to turn it turn it around. Andy Dalton has got to get up off his ass, and he got to he got to make these throws. He's got to make these throws, and the Saints' offensive line and the whole team has to play with an edge against the Rams. They have to play with an edge. If they come out there despondent, head down, bad body language, we already know to a degree that the team is fractured because they only have three wins. They got seven losses. So it's like, okay, we got to see what they got to do. No. But you know what? Then again, most people don't have the ability to discern. Most people don't have that gift. Most people don't have that. But we're just going to have to see how it play out. Now, that's what the, the, the team want to do and say, now nah, we're going to cheer about giving Dennis Allen another year because they don't want to fire Dennis Allen, didn't have to pay him, and then pay another coach to come in and fix his bullshit. So they're going to like, well, we gonna, if we can sell him on Dennis Allen just for another year and see what he can do, then it won't be as bad. No, you're going to come up off that money and fire this dude, and you pay him whatever you need to do to get his raggedy ass out of here. You know, so that's my call on it, family. That's my call on it. Um, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. It's because... It's, it's supposed to be two desperate teams battling to keep their season alive. The Rams are three and six. They're one and two on the road. The Saints are three and seven and two and four in their home venue. That includes the London loss to the Minnesota Vikings that they should have won. But the reality is, like I said, if Dennis Allen had the answers to fix the Saints, he would have fixed them when they were only five losses, not when they seven. The reason why they're seven is because he don't have the answers to fix them. Will he get the answers later on? No. He won't get a damn thing. What he's going to do is throw a bunch of assistants under the bus is what he's going to do. I promise you that much. Just like Matt Rule do. That's what clowns and scumbags and rat face bastards do. They throw their comrades under the bus to save their own asses. Remember, no accountability. Can't be trust. Backstabber. Liar. Deceiver. Lies to his $20 million quarterback. You know? Oh, we're going to think about going to him, but don't go to him. Go back to the guy that you're not having success with. Doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, he's doing what he's supposed to do, which is getting himself fired. We just have to hurry up and push him up off the cliff and not let the Saints uh, use that as an excuse to keep this guy. That's the reality. I'm already I'm, I'm done with him because I know that he doesn't have the ability to make this team win. and He won't get it next year. If you ain't got it, you've been sitting under Sean Payton for 10 years. You won't have it. You don't have it. So. The Saints will have to cut bait and run. And most of the times they don't want to cut bait and run with these coaches. And I'm not advocating you firing. Well, then again, I was advocating you fired them at the Steelers matchup. You lose this game against the Rams. This is going to be a problem. This Rams team, the Steelers and the Rams were supposed to be matchups. The Saints win. And we sit up here looking at the record at what would what be five and six, four, what, four, four would be four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and six, really after the Rams matchup with the win would be five and six going up against into the um who they playing after this, the Steelers, Rams, and 49ers. So, in essence, but it is what it is because the man simply doesn't have the ability to win. He doesn't have the ability to galvanize the team. So, how many wins does he get in the next seven? We'll see, but this should be a win. This should be a win for the Saints. Now, am I calling it and saying this is a win? I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say the Saints win against this team because Stafford is just coming back off an injury. Right. He's coming back off injury. And they're going to botch it. Watch. But I'm going to give them the do. This is a team. They they ain't going to beat the 49ers. I can tell you that they won't beat the Bucks. 
over the next three games, this is the one I will give them the most likelihood to win because the Rams are not a good football team. They can't run the ball. Their offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL, but so was the Steelers. So, I mean, but then again, like I said, they're, they're so toxic-turvy, it's ridiculous. So, I'm not going to give a score on it, family, uh, on this thing. But this is a game the Saints supposed to win. Out of the next three games, is this what it is. Thank you, Smallville. I signed a petition and called the front office. Thank you, Smallville. Shout out. I also called the front office. Not only that, but I also emailed the front office several times. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I, I'm going to see. I think Soul Saint got a, a petition. Defied uh, 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 Dennis Allen's garbage ass. So, you know, it is what it is. You get, you hear me? You know, shout out to you, Jay. What's up, Jason? Shout out to you, man. No, bro. <laughs> What's up, my boy, Jason? Yeah, the Raiders. Jason, you was just, you, I, I ain't know where you was at, brother. Where you was at when the Saints beat the hell out the, you know what? Yeah, I, I can't even, uh, even talk about gloating right now, bro, the way I feel about how bad the Saints are. So, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> never mind, my friend. Never mind. Never mind. All right. So with that being said, let me do a brief recap. We went over the Saints uh, injury report for uh, the day. We got a bunch of guys out in Thursday's practice, as you can see. Uh, three starting offensive linemen there. Uh, you know, for the Saints. So we'll see what Friday's final injury report looks like. We talked about the issue, like Nick put in the, Got real specific about Laddie's problems. He has a lacerated kidney and two broken ribs, man. Uh, much love and peace to that brother, man, that he heals up. It sounds bad, man. We also covered Bob's article, How Much Patience Will the Saints Ownership Show Dennis Allen. He used a good uh, historical standpoint about the history of how the Saints had these prior coaches. So uh, he used history as an indicator. We also announced the practice squad addition as the Saints added the cornerback, Isaac Yeadham to the team. They also signed David Johnson earlier in the week. This is the Eagles also to let you know for Indomitian Sioux people. Q, why don't they go get Indomitian Sioux? <gasps> too late. Because the Philadelphia Eagles then signed Indomitian Sioux today about five hours ago. It was reported by Tim McManus of ESPN that Indomitian Sioux is going to Philadelphia. How you love that? And of course we also uh, dealt with the loss of the practice squad of Taco Charlton. He was pulled off the practice squad by the Chicago Bears. They signed him because they needed a little help right there. So there you go. All right, and also, man, we went over the statistics. We previewed the matchup between the Saints and the Rams, went over the keys to victory, what the Saints need to do. But like I said, these are two very underachieving teams. This is the, the, the underachieved bowl is pretty much what this should be called. And this is a desperate, it should be called the desperation bowl. That's what this is. This week 11 is the desperation bowl between the Rams and the Saints to try to keep their season alive. And really, the Saints only a couple of games out for the lead in the NFC South, which is ridiculous. But out of the three games that I've seen over the next three games of the Saints schedule family, which is the Rams, the Niners, and the Buccaneers, this game is the, the one that I give them the most likelihood to win. So you guys, uh, y'all put y'all thoughts in the chat as well. All right. 
What's up? Shout out to my brother Low, man. Big ups to brother Low and the rest of the family members. Uh, Big Low said, I called the front office and asked them to keep Dennis Allen. <laughs> they ain't going to listen to you, Low. You, 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 in a, you, you buy yourself on that, brother. You buy yourself. Shout out Jermaine. Jermaine said he signed the, the, uh, the petition too. Yeah, indeed, bro. Man, we ain't tolerating this, man. We're not tolerating this. New Orleans Saints people, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to keep calling your ass and I'm going to keep emailing. You're not going to get away with this. You're going to hear us. You're not going to sit up here and pawn this chump off on us, man. You're not going to scam us on this janitor of a coach, a janitor of a defensive coordinator running around here, backstabbing and deceiving people. You're not going to sell us on this chump and clown. So at the end of the day, you're going to remove him. You ain't paying him a lot anyway. He ain't making a, a ton of a cake anyway. You're going to get you going to settle with him and get him the hell out of here and get a real coach in here. We ain't going to sit up here for three years while you play with us with Dennis Allen saying, let's see what he do, Q. See what he do. The dude has been under this man for 10 years and this team is three and seven. And, you know, any competent head coach, this team, with all this talent, the Saints have this team would not be no three and seven. This guy doesn't know how to use the talent. He doesn't have the respect of the players. And we talk about Cam, Demario Davis, Elvin Kamara. These are winners. These are winners. These guys are beaten down to the point where they don't know what the hell to do. You know, they beat down to the point where they don't know what to do. We haven't heard uh, Demario Davis give one of them old Jesse Jackson ass speeches since two, two or three games. ago. <laughs> they keep hope alive ass speech. He was up there uh, uh, prattling off. But the reality is this, man. Like I said, it don't take. You, if you need glasses, make it because you're getting kind of old there, brother. Get some of them bifocals. Just take two glass Coke bottles. Take you a machete and chop the ends off of them. Take them and tie some tape on them and use them for glasses if you can't see what time it is because this is ridiculous. This guy is not a coach. He will not figure it out next year because he simply does not have the attributes necessary to be a head coach. He is very terrible. He's terrible in attention to detail, which is one of, if I have to pinpoint one thing, and say why he will not succeed in today's NFL or any NFL is the fact that he is not good. He's probably the worst coach in the NFL when it comes to attention to detail. And you must have that to succeed as a head coach in the NFL. You have to. And he doesn't change. He's dumb. He doesn't change things. He does the same thing over and over again. The same thing has no vision, no imagination. And nobody's really afraid of him. He's just a pushover. He's not accountable. It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. You, this guy will not show you a damn thing now than what he do in the final game of the season. Like I said, I don't think they win. I think if, if there was a one, and I don't think out of the next three games the Saints play, which once again against the Rams, the 49ers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, out of those three games, I don't think the Saints win, but one game in that game would be against the Rams. Do I think Dennis Allen will win back-to-back matchups? No. No. Do I think he can win three straight games? Hell no. I mean, it's just not. He going to have to show me, man. Bottom line, I have zero faith. Not 1% or half of one. Zero. My, actually, it's minus. I got minus faith in Dennis Allen. Minus faith. It's like you have none. No, no, no. It's not, not none. None and minus is a lot. It's, that's That's different. None is zero minus I'm underneath that. I have minus faith in, in Dennis Allen and Andy Dalton straight up. All right. So with that being said, man, we're going to keep it popping and shake it, man. Listen, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for being here. Much love to y'all. 
Okay, all right. Uh, JT said, I am the potential. <laughs> there you go, bro. T Dirty. What's up, T Dirty? My dog. He said, I called him Q and left messages with Mickey Loomis video on my page. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. I'm at to check that out, bro. I had tapes. So I taped one, too. I put it. I had. I might have to see why I put the recording at a calling up there. But listen, you know, I'm going to slack off a bit right now because let me tell you something. We, I'm going to see how this Rams games go because I'm picking them to win this Rams game because the Rams are a very, they're not good, offensively speaking. But once again, the Saints all have the mutant ability we use in comic book rhetoric. The Saints have the uncanny mutant ability of, man, of, of magnifying the weaknesses in opponents and turning in their, their weaknesses to strength. So that's what the Saints have the uncanny ability to do. Hopefully they don't do that against the Rams, the Pittsburgh, really the Pittsburgh and Rams games should be, should have been wins. We'd have been one game. We'd be both them team. We'd have been one game up under that thing, but the Saints still two games out. I just don't have, I have zero faith in Dennis Allen to turn it around. Let me get on out on that, man. Listen, I appreciate all y'all for chiming in and spending some time with me over an hour up in this thing. Please do me a favor. Please hit the like button. If you hadn't hit it, it's absolutely free. Mash on the like button. Hit the subscribe button and join the, the great Saint Dank Tank. The sports coma, we keeps it real and tell it like it is. We're not going to sit here and settle for less. You know, what the hell? We shopping at Dollar Tree somewhere? I'm not settling for less. I'm not settling for a, I ain't even call him a Dollar Tree. I ain't selling for this Dollar General ass coach. I'm not settling for this dude. We're not playing no games with you New Orleans Saints people up there because y'all don't want to spend or pay him out of his contract and hire somebody else. We ain't playing no games with you. You're going to get this goddamn guy out of here uh, uh, by the end of the year or we ain't get, we ain't buying none of your shit. We ain't buying your damn merchandise. I told you that on the phone. We ain't buying your merchandise. We're not buying your goddamn tickets. If you got all the money in the world, you buy the damn tickets, Gail. You buy them. I'm not buying shit from the Saints until they hear what we saying and who that nation that petitions out to get rid of this guys. And you ain't that damn blind. You can see just like we see this team is a better team than this. This team should be seven and three, not three and seven sitting up here. We don't need no goddamn boozer, rat face, dirty, stinking, dumbass coach like Dennis Allen. And I call him a rat face dog, a rat face bastard of how he did Jameis Winston. That's right. I said it. You underhanded for that, and you were full, you full of it how you did Jameis Winston. Lied to him about that, and he spilled the beans on your ass, and now you upset he spilled the beans on him. That's why you don't want to play him. That's what's going on. It ain't got, oh, I looked at him, and I see that he was not healthy. Of course he's not healthy. He has four broken vertebrae. He won't be healthy until sometimes next year when he's not doing anything. He can't be doing any strenuous thing for that to heal correctly. So he's not going to be 100% healthy during the damn season. Big Low says, Big Q, what would Mickey say about Dennis Allen's performance so far? <laughs> Listen, Low, why you, why Low, why you in here? You're, you're an Atlanta guy. And I, yeah, you're in here trying to stir the beans, Lo. I know, I, I, yeah, I know what you're doing. You're in here. You're an Atlanta guy. I can see your shirt right there. That's an Atlanta shirt. You're, you're in here stirring the pot, Lo. You know, that, you know, that's not good. You know, you hear this goddamn guy. He's fired up already. What are you trying to do? Make him go atomic? You know, you know, you know. Thank you for the super chat, Lo. Thank you. Shout out to you, my dog. Man, I tell you, man, listen, I'm serious about this, man. 
And people say, hey, man, you can't deal with no losing. What dumbasses believe that? You can't deal with a little losing? No, we're not dealing with it. We ain't taking, we ain't taking no shots. You ever heard that term? Huh? We ain't taking no shots and we ain't playing no games. We are winners. That's what we do win. That's what we do. We win. And you only lose because you don't make the proper adjustments. The moment you fix the obstacle, you succeed. That's what it, that's what we do at the who that nation. We don't practice dysfunction. This coach is the literal definition, uh, the picture of the word dysfunction. You look up in the, in, in Google def- <laughs> the, 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 the definition of dysfunction is the picture of Dennis Allen standing next to it, looking rat faced it. You know, y'all seen that rat faced bastard. You seen a picture of him when he, I, I had it all. <laughs> oh, that's, that's enough. You know what? I'm going, man. I'm about it. Because <laughs> I'll start ranting and raving for the next of the way. Man, I'm tired of this, man. I'm tired of these goddamn people playing with our emotions like this. You sit up here and march this goddamn guy out here and try to pawn them off on there talking about, yeah, we're going to run a real good scheme. You mean scam. Then we ain't going to let you scam us with this janitor. We know a janitor. When we see one, we, we know a guy that clean toilets for a living. When we see one, stop trying to pawn this, this, this guy off on us. Like he's a head coach. This is a janitor. This is a janitor. This is, you know what? This is the type of janitor family that mops floors with a sour mop. That's what kind of dude you got right here. This what kind you ever seen that before? You ever do seen that before a janitor? It's a lazy ass janitor. Don't even clean his mop. It's a janitor that mopped the floors with a solid mop, with a sour mop. That's what kind of dude this is, man. That's exactly what kind of guy this is. Anyway, I'm up out of here. Hit the subscribe button, family. Hit the like button and join the Who That Nation. Join the great Saint Think Tank in the sports coma, man. We keeping it a buck 15 in this thing, man. I'm going to holler at y'all on the Friday stream, man. Listen, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all, man. We're going to get through this thing best way we can. <laughs> With a whole lot of prayer and laughter, we're going to keep, we're going to rock on through this thing. So I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side. Peace, and I'm out. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Huh? Boogie like this and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Bucking on town, duck down. Falcons pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. We do that. Listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Download at the Pro Shops. We have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that to Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.